Hey everybody, Mark DeSalvo here. Welcome to the DeSalvo Performance Hour. Uh, today's podcast is kind of cool. Uh, it's a little bit different than a lot of the ones I've been recording and scheduling and you know, kind of getting going with everyone here uh, because it's more in the business realm of fitness. It's more in lifestyle and sort of management of just kind of what it means, I think, to be a strength and conditioning coach in 2019. Uh, and I did it with a really, really cool guest here, um, Coach uh, Jared Saavedra. Uh, he's a guy I met online, actually, funny enough. That's all great stories start these days, right? So I met him online uh, through Instagram, um, and we kind of kept in touch. And when he was recently in New York City, I actually had him over to my apartment in Brooklyn, and we sat in my backyard and recorded this. Uh, all right, strap in, everybody. Coach Jared Saavedra. Um, so for the for the people who are listening, so I'm from Albuquerque, New Mexico, born and raised. I have a gym there that's called Athlete Ready Albuquerque, and uh, um, currently I live in in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, so I'm expanding our online platform, which is called Athlete Ready Global. I have a, a new director that is taking kind of taking over our Athlete Ready Albuquerque facility. Um, so I'm not really with the, the day-to-day operations anymore. So just focusing on kind of where I'm at in the present and just trying to you know build a community of, of coaches and network with people as much as I possibly can um, just to, to kind of build and, and right. uh, take, take our mission forward. That's awesome. And so do you, um, I, I see you're adding coaches all the time to it. So talk about the, the online program. Um, platform for a second so when you come on as a coach or when someone comes on I'm imagining they're bringing their clients on and and then they're part of like I it sounds like you guys have a forum or something that Mm -hmm. you uh yeah yeah mm -hmm. so we have a forum of coaches I mean they kind of range from like fitness trainers kind of in the fitness industry all the way to like strength conditioning coaches uh gym owners all that type of thing Mm -hmm. um so yeah I'm trying to to build a community that all is is uh encompassing with a a platform and app that we can all just kind of co-create together yeah and kind of build this thing to where it's almost like a one-stop shop for coaches and it includes you know resources whether that's like business marketing um or or any other type of like continuing education so yeah um yeah we i mean our coaches are kind of all over the u.s some i've never even met in person um but i've talked to you know plenty of times over the over the phone right once they come on yeah they they bring their their clients on board and Mm -hmm. we kind of have a whole onboarding process for them um just to kind of equip them with the tools and 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 the right um that they need to be successful our goal is to the, the coaches that we do get on there for them to kind of add their resources um that 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 they can that will help other coaches so again Mm -hmm. whether it's like contracts or whether it's uh any type of infographics or anything that can help another coach um with their online business in particular Mm -hmm. uh those are the kind of people that we're that we're looking for for sure very cool and when you uh so the whole online training space is it's not not very new but in relative terms it's very new and it's kind of had Mm -hmm. this like explosive growth Uh, was this um, is this where you commit most of your time these days is growing the online? Yeah, platform? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see such uh, potential in it. I, mm-hmm. I know for, for us at athlete ready, uh, it's been a huge, um, success for us adding the online component, the technology component to it. So about two years ago, we added our, our, our online platform, um, and we built it, you know, the price structure and all that into what we already had our packages or whatnot. And it was kind of the best thing that we had ever done. So right. when we started, it was, you know, pen and paper using Microsoft Excel. Uh, but then it got to the point where it, it was getting more difficult when we'd have, you know, clients traveling or, um, you know, we needed to modify something on the spot for them if they were traveling and, you know, they had an injury or whatever the case may be. Um, we, we wanted to look for something that would be a little bit better and, and more efficient with that. And it, it was ser- seriously the best thing we had ever done. Yeah, I can imagine. It was, it was the same way for me. You know, I, I started my career in a commercial gym. And right away, I realized and it was a commercial gym in New York City. So, like, everyone's a professional at something. And they're always traveling. And they're always doing something. So if your success was only tied to the days you could show up and work exactly. out with me, it was like you... It, you weren't setting yourself up for the best environment for success. I'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to give people programs like on word or just in emails and it, you know, it's impersonal. Like it, it, it helped the most, like the most devoted people would do it, but most people would just kind of 
be like, oh, thank you. They appreciated it, but it wasn't like front of mind because it was an email. Or, yeah, and know. it's hard to keep them accountable for it, really. I mean, we're, is, yeah. we're an app. I mean, they would be able to track kind of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it used to be the same. So I would send them either Word documents, Microsoft Excel, and if they didn't know the name of the exercise, it was you know it was kind of back and forth communication, which takes a lot up a lot of time. And if there's any special cues that you want for that person, it just started being a lot more time than it was actually helping. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean that's we, it was just a, a no-brainer to to be able to add that. Yeah. No, and I'm glad to see smart people like getting involved in the training uh, online training space too, because I've always from the beginning was like you know this is this is at the end of the day like you never you don't want people to be relying on you all the time to walk them through every little thing in person and it's a great empowerment thing that you can have these really long-term relationships with your clients with and it's financially beneficial for you it's beneficial for for them because they can keep growing and it gives them their own like sense of responsibility so i always loved it and it's just for a long time the the offerings just were not very good you know you had to use like google drive and you know sure. i know some coaches who run like really successful business and they still do the, the google drive and whatever uh, yeah, absolutely and, and i admire that i was like wow i just and i know they're very regimented and their clients are that way too so it works but i think with the way we are now and especially like do you guys work with a lot of like younger athletes when i define younger as like 25 and under or? yeah so i mean our our clientele in albuquerque primarily about 70 percent of our clientele there are, are actually high school kids okay yeah so yeah so uh when so we, you can't give them sheets you have to give them like yeah nap. for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Nap. i mean they they're kind of the ones that kind of pushed us towards it really mm-hmm. with with kind of the the evolution of technology so what's kind of cool of what we have there is we're able to you know ask them uh questions like you know what's your what's your readiness like what's your stress level um like what how many hours of sleep did you get when do you uh compete next you know if it's within 24 to 48 hours we're able to to modify their program right there on the spot um it's just easy for us to track all those things and they're able to access it whenever they they can they're able to show their parents like this is where i was this is where i'm at now it's just like a, it's just an, a, an easy uh, assessment tool for us really yeah yeah um and to be able to hold them accountable is like it's 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 great and yeah. we're able to see it um and and this is by no means to try to to take over in-person coaching there's nothing better than in-person coaching um for all, all oh, you yeah, out there yeah. for sure like but to, to be able to add this to your to your uh, repertoire is 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 crucial so instead of you know your client just being able to come in twice a week two in-person sessions with you you're able to give them two or three extra sessions on on the outside that they can do and they're, they're getting five five sessions will always be better than than two so yeah oh, definitely. um yeah so just being able to add that and then kind of uh you know value that your time doing that and then it's just it's just it's a win-win for both sides yeah no definitely and i think that like you said, it's uh, training more is generally always going to be better. Of course, not if you're like kicking your own ass all the time and it's like, you know, you're under recovered and whatnot. That's a separate issue. But mm-hmm. yeah, if you can get more training in and it's under, um, you know, a, a good coach's supervision, then it's, it's always good. And I don't mean for this to sound like a commercial for like either yeah, of yeah. online <laughs> platforms, but I just, I, I do believe in online training. I think it gets like really shit on, unfortunately, by a lot of for people. Sure. And I, I think that's unfortunate because, I think some of the, the coaches who do, um, they just haven't been introduced to like you or someone who was trying to build the right platform for, for sure. it. Yeah. And because um, I know even like um, uh, like late, well, so my, one of my closest mentors that we were talking about, Steve Maxwell, he was like one of the first people I ever saw a, a adopt online training before I even knew there was an app or anything out there. Because I don't think there was. Because you know, like when his gym closed, his clients still wanted to work out with them. And he was like, well, I think I could like just email you programs. And that's still how he does it. He just he sets aside a certain amount of hours every day and he has like all his emails come in and they're like directed towards certain folders and stuff. And he just answers them all. Like He just does it like as close to pen and paper as you possibly could. And that's how he's made his living forever. So I I got to see like kind of like that's if that's and and, and no offense to him at all because he's one of my best friends is that if that's the stone age or that's the beginning Mm -hmm. and then like yours is now like the the spaceship you know so it's i I think i think a person to really follow in the industry especially with with online training is uh jonathan goodman i'm not sure if you're familiar with him or alex cartmill i actually just saw alex cartmill uh present just this last week in indianapolis did a great job um and those guys i mean are some of the pioneers of of online training and they'll be the first ones to tell you like this 
this is just a, a supplement. This is just an in, in addition to what yeah, you already yeah. do. This is not, again, this is not going to take over in-person training or whatnot. But if you're not doing it, then you, you should con- reconsider. And I think a lot of like, especially that older generation of strength coach, the, you know, those guys in their 40s or whatnot are kind of, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if they feel threatened by like kind of a new age and new, you know, new technology, yeah. new things coming along. But man, it's like this could help everybody yeah. all of us as a collectively as strength coaches oh absolutely you know? so, yeah do you find that there's any population or person that it's wrong for ever or is it kind of case by case uh as far as the user yeah as far as yeah the user. so i mean if it's a person a yeah, sense, yeah yeah if it's a person that's at a, a high performing athlete i mean they yeah. they need somebody in person yeah um, without a doubt mm-hmm. I, I think it would it's helpful if again if you're training that person yeah um but then they're traveling and stuff and to be able to to give that to them then i think it's great mm-hmm. but someone to train you know an nfl guy or nba person or you know the professional tennis athlete whatever online purely online yeah um they 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 sh- they should get more attention in person. Yeah. Um, definitely that person coming from. Uh, if you're not familiar with that person, in you know, uh, if you don't train that person one on one or whatnot, but people coming from serious injuries, yeah, uh, ACLs or you know labrum tears or whatnot. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean those person those people should be able to see you know someone yeah. in per- yeah have someone in house for sure. But if you're already training that person just to give that extra branch of information yeah. and, and you know how they move and, and, you know, they could communicate with you, then it, it's, it's a good tool. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I always looked at it like the bell curve. Um, online training is great for the, the middle, the bell curve, like the 70 percent mm-hmm. of people. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a complete beginner or you're like a one percenter. Exactly don't do that yet you know or maybe yeah it's 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 a great thing for most of you so most people listening i think can do really well online training or if you know someone who writes like awesome programs and you can sort of somewhat modify them you know buy those you know like do those those are great and now that you know people are able to to send you a a video back and just give you some some feedback in real time and hey these are you know we have an assessment tool that's like hey just we want. I want to see you squat, um, do a push up, a lunge. Just, mm. just give me some kind of information on, on how you move. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, you'd be, you'd be surprised, like how someone can still improve their oh, movement yeah. efficiency and literacy over that period of time, even with that. So, yeah, it's complete cool. beginners, maybe not so, or you just gotta, you gotta take it super. Yeah, um, yeah. You just gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah. be careful with that. But yeah, those three populations, it, it may not be the absolute optimal. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Tool. Over the years, I think some of the other early adopters who were really good at that were, were power lifters and weightlifters. Like mm-hmm. I, uh, I have a lot, I, I've always, since I was young, like I've always loved powerlifting mm-hmm. and even like back in, that was the gear days, like oh, and stuff. Yeah. And uh, even though I was never very good at it, uh-huh. I just loved watching it. But some of the powerlifting coaches were some of the first to adopt online training, I noticed without even calling it that or knowing it was that because they would make a program and they'd be like, all right, send me all your lifts. Like, and people would, would it's, you know, as, as cell phone cameras became like ubiquitous, uh, they would start, you'd see people like coaches just watching their athletes videos all the time. And they were just basically doing online training. They were texting them like, yeah, that lift looked great. Or, you know, this, you know, that's blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was online yeah, training right exactly there. It just it didn't, it wasn't called that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, shit, that was, that that was it it. and that's and i still think that's some of the coolest um the thing i'm always trying to match that i love is i look at some of those facebook groups where people like it's mostly always powerlifting groups that i'm a part of people post their lifts and you know the the community interacts and then the coaches or the the like guy that owns the service does it like there's a couple guys i know who do that really well um like uh sebastian orobs the australian strength coach okay. yeah he does that I really gotta, well i gotta look that up yeah that's the stuff that strength i want to be able to, to yeah develop and as well. hybrid and even like renaissance periodization like i like they, renaissance with, periodization. i do too i yeah. like their stuff yeah they do really good uh they're the way they got the community and everything involved is perfect 100%. yeah now they and there's their I know this is like I said, not a commercial, but their diet templates they really work for people. I mean, I, I I've used them. My I've girlfriend's used them as well. yeah, yeah, them great as well. results. Yeah, uh-huh. definitely. I even told I I've met Mike before, and uh, I even told him because I I don't know that a ton of people bought their like two a day template for training, and I was training for. Uh, no gi worlds last year then I got hurt but I was training for it and I was doing the two a day and it worked like a charm and it was perfect and I told him I was like when I saw him because he's friends with a friend of mine I was like 
I said, you know, that two a day, I just finished up like three months on it, like coming out of this cut and it was like wonderful. It was like the easiest, like, like slow cut I've ever done. And he, he looked at me, he's like, oh, that's amazing. Like, and I was like, well, does no one like do that torturous two a day, like, <laughs> like template or whatever? And, and he, we laughed, but it was cool. Yeah. It was, yeah. But I mean, I know that that works well. So I um, enjoy his background, his, yeah, his he's, commentary he's a cool on dude. things. He seems super cool. Yeah, no, definitely. He's if you if you're ever near like a seminar, it's definitely worth it. Like definitely worth checking out and or going. Because he comes from that East Tennessee state background. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. So he's I think he completed the PhD in in sports science or sport performance or yeah. what they offer there. So yeah, I've been I've I followed him for quite a while as yeah, well. Yeah, I know him because I know like I was saying from Steve all the Philly guys. So the 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 jujitsu scene there is like Steve was kind of like the like the seed that like kind of sprouted it all. So um, that's how I met him actually, funny enough. I feel like everyone I know these days from jujitsu sure. somehow and then like you're in all these different industries, but yeah, it's cool. Um, what is your what is your program like? You're on, uh, online? Yeah, online. Uh, so for me, it's it started as a way for me to just kind of keep it sort of full service with people in person. I didn't even aspire to take online only clients. Mm -hmm. It was just, um, and this is still sort of the, the origin of it. It was, a lot of people I train, like I was saying, it's like if they're general population, they're traveling maybe for chunks at a time and they're still working out. And I want to see, you know, A, what they're doing, B, um, you know, what uh, I want to keep the program going, basically. Right. So it's right. not like this just lost time. So I was looking for something like that. And I for a while um, had just like a private YouTube channel and like these are the old days so mm -hmm. i had a private youtube channel me demoing the videos and i would send them a pdf or an email with just links so they could click it and it was you know the only they could see that video and they would you know send me results or even just let me know that they did it and if you know they were usually pretty diligent about telling me like you know i did this many sets of reps like what should i do next like next week and blah, blah blah and i would make the progressions but that became a lot of work so as i grew right um so then i switched to what used to be called fitbot and now it's called true coach right. and um it's it's easy now because it's like a calendar view i can just put in the um i can put in the the exercises I want them to do, sets, reps. And it's like, I think I've said it to you before, I said, it's just very open sourcey. Mm -hmm. Like the thing I didn't like about most of the apps, and this is before I knew about yours right. too, was that it was just like, it was so locked in with the system. It was like a, a, a giant if then statement. Um, and then also there's like thread views too. So on the workout, like they can comment on the whole workout itself. And then I can, we can just keep commenting on that thread and they post videos in that thread or post videos directly in that result. So I could see it and it right. works well for like powerlifting clients cause they do have powerlifting clients. And so like they were the most natural adopters to it. Cause like I said, there's like this culture of like filming your lifts to analyze them and that kind of thing. And so I, I try to pull from them all the time to be like, and my girlfriend's an Olympic weightlifter and like films all her lifts. So she'll come home oh, and like shows nice. me, okay. she'll come and show me like this was today. And, and uh, I don't train any Olympic athletes, but it's like they have that same mentality towards sure. it. Um, and uh, so that's what I like, like about it. And then just kind of through word of mouth, like people, you know, clients moving on, um, you know, leaving New York City because it is a good that's like a whole other thing. It's a very transient city. People live here for a few years and then they move and um, they still want to work with you. Yeah. So then I keep them, you know, if we figure out a price and, mm -hmm. and just keep them going and they can do everything online. Um, and then so it, it, it turned into a remote only relationship with people who I had trained before. And then they would be in their new places. And this is usually how it started. They would say like, oh, I work with so-and-so. And then I'd get contacted from people I never even met. That's and awesome. that's how, and that's how I built it uh, that awesome. way. It just it was very organic, very slow, um, uh, that type of growth. I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't be interested in growing it now. But um, I'm glad it grew the way it did because I wouldn't have been ready for like the smack in the face of doing like because I know like a lot of Jonathan Goodman's programs are all about like building that online only thing. Like I wouldn't have been ready for that back right, then, right. but now. I could definitely handle more of that, but then that's how it happened just organically. And, um, and then I went a whole other route too with people where I even started offering to people locally or people in New Jersey. Uh, cause you know, in New York, people are very connected from New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut. Absolutely. Um, there's people who pop in the city like once a month or twice a month. So I came up with like hybrid packages, I call them where I basically 
sell them like it's just a flat rate for for three months where you uh you have a a um like constant access online and i'm always updating your program and then it includes it's tiered so if you're if you know you're going to be in the city once a month there's a price for that if you know you're going to be here every other week there's a price for that and you know it tears up basically awesome so and where did you get your business model from that that was a lot of trial and error Uh but like i was saying to you before we started recording um, I saw a lot of what Steve did. So the online thing kind of started, the expanding the online thing kind of came from him. Um, and then beyond that, it was, like I said, just trial and error. I just kind of looked around um, the industry and I looked at people who um, were like legitimately selling programs, like that, like coaches I knew who were like really trying to gain good clients and, and really help them. Mm-hmm. And I looked at their price because online training, like, if it's too cheap, you should probably go w- like just run from it. You know what I mean? Um, but if it's if it's really expensive, it's a if it's a reputable coach or someone you identify with, it's probably worth it. Absolutely. And I'm not just saying that. Right. It's just it probably is because it is a lot of work. It and is some, a lot of work. In some ways, I work. I don't want to say I work harder, but in some ways, I do with the online clients because you're sitting committing a lot of thought because you can't see them, so you can't immediately like. I would almost love to take an hour with everyone just to right. just to immediately correct everything because I love the in-person coaching. That's why I always find that I do really well with the hybrid or like the long-term model is just because I, I love the art of coaching in person. For sure. And uh, so, but the online thing for me was always a, a tool to be part of it, not to be like the only thing. For so sure. uh, that's that's why I, um, I lean that way, but. But yeah, it's it's in some ways it's a lot harder because you're you you can't always see and you're like oh man wh- what progression or regressions right here or, you know, et cetera et cetera for sure yeah I have a, a client in Germany and she I mean she's oh, just nice. on yeah. the ball uh, with it she's in the military I've never met her in person um, she's just a, an awesome online client I mean she will she will uh, record herself doing all the lifts. Um, and with, you know, kind of in my programming, the first week is, is, I mean, I do them in four week blocks. Mm -hmm. So that first week is that really like that learning, that learning week. And so that's when she'll send me videos of, of what she's done, what her movements are. And and I can kind of correct and give her feedback right then and there. And then that she just kind of carries that over for the next couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, it's been super helpful. And like with, uh, with people online, it's like. I mean, they they have they have access to you still quite a bit, you yeah. know, and and it's cool to you know when they do post about you when they do talk about you, um, it just gets other people kind of like interested in kind of what you do and what you can offer and and to be able to have an impact on someone even if in the smallest amount that's like you know thousands of miles from you and and all of a sudden you built a relationship like yeah. it, it's cool. I mean, that's it's, the kind of the power of the internet. It's the, yeah. there's good, but there's you know there's bad too, but. Um, you know, I mean, shoot, we met on social exactly, media, so yeah. that wouldn't have even happened if it was if yeah, it wasn't for Instagram. Exactly. And now we're doing a podcast in New York City. Yeah, in my I mean, backyard. Yeah, yeah. In, his, in your backyard. Yeah. And I mean, that would have never happened. Right. You know exactly. I mean? Yeah. So it's it's uh, no, it can be a beautiful thing for yeah. sure. No, absolutely. It's it's kind of the way. I mean, the world basically does business with one another now. It's not there's it's, in my opinion, it's impossible to go back to like this hyper local, you know, business to business client to consumer I mean of course you have like grocery stores and stuff but mm-hmm. we're all so interdependent on one another now that it only makes sense that it grew to the way or to the scale that it did you for know sure. in, in my opinion at least yeah for sure mm-hmm. how uh, so I mean you were telling me about your gym how kind of the model is there and and, and who you mm-hmm. work with um, were like kind of as far as getting your, your business model there in, in person how have you like changed since you've opened and what what things have you learned really yeah you know I've learned a lot in like a short amount of time because I opened June 1st and I, you know, I always thought of the gym itself. I didn't open it to be a gym in the traditional sense. Like mm-hmm. I know we did our, an Instagram live and we were talking about it and I actually had some time since then to think about it. Um, and the thing, the thing was, is I, I, I think of it like my office in a lot of ways that it's like I there's a lot of things I was doing before I even had it that I could do without it. But like, like the online training, like training clients in person, cause I had a great landlord and situation with, with Peter reset physical therapy. If you're in New York city and you need PT, go to him. Um, you know, I had a great setup there, but, um, there was the, there, there was the problem of, um, 
like I wanted to be able to film more and do more media. I mean, we're recording this here, but like I wanted a dedicated podcast studio and these kinds of things. And the business was kind of almost demanding it. So I didn't force anything. It was like, oh, no, you can do this or we can do this now. And we should do this. Um, uh, so the thing I learned was that like I probably from the beginning, I think it's good to entertain different possibilities, but mm-hmm. I think I it's like the world was my oyster and I I always admired the semi-private model. And this is a recent discovery I noticed for with myself is that I think it's uh, I, I see why so many gyms do it because it's it's great for the client. It's great for the coach and the business. So it's like win win for everyone. And I think it's really it's quality too when you have athletes or people who are like a little bit competitive or for whatever sure. at, sure. where you can group people properly and it's amazing but you know there's also room for really good personal trainers and one-on-one coaches and i think i was always trying to like fit in semi-private but i love the one-on-one work and the relationship that you get that way you just have to be smart about how you do that business model because it's not an easy one right. it, it can kind of set you up for a lot of problems which i think is why people kind of really shit on it sometimes Um, and I really love that so I in the past in like the the quarter that I've had the gym I've leaned into that more now like realizing like you know what like my gym like I noticed like well you know if you do semi-private it's like you have to have this many racks instead of this many because you you need to have this many people be able to go at once and um, you know this many uh, pieces of these many that you need um you, you see what I'm getting right, at. Right, like absolutely. it's a different equation in mm-hmm. your head about mm-hmm. the equipment you need and the economics or that changes everything. It does. And it doesn't mean don't do it. It just means like I had a pretty functional one-on-one model. So why am I trying to drastically change it right now? Like that could be a great project down the road, but you know, continue to grow from there. So that's probably if that answers your question. Yeah, right? no, it does. It does. I think my also, uh, I think it, it becomes difficult. And this is from my experience over a period of time when you when you are one on one with someone, um, you know, you build that that relationship, you end up being friends, you end up being their therapist, you end up being all kinds of other things um, as well. Uh, how do you I mean, what are some strategies that you do? And I know I'm like interviewing you now. I know, I, uh, I like this, yeah. No, because the, no, this, is, this is good. I know, uh, you know, some of our, our coaches back home, we could definitely like come learn from this. And, and over time, like what are some strategies that you've maybe implemented that um, kind of helps continue that progress to, to keep going as opposed to just stalemating because, you know, you're doing more talking than you are actually training during that time? Yeah, yeah. I, well, do you mean like specifically in the session? Like yeah, in the session, success, yeah, yeah, successful? yeah. Yeah, you know, I used to have that problem a lot back in the day, like when I would work in commercial gyms and stuff. Something changed the moment I went like independent and then had my own business, uh, like about like 2015-ish, uh, which is like people are there to see you if you market yourself properly, like have a good website. You know, at the time I was doing another podcast. Um, I was writing blogs a lot and I was writing articles for different websites, bigger websites. So it's like you knew who you were getting when you got me. You weren't like assigned to me by the front desk person. So by the time people came to me, they were there because they identified with something I did and they wanted to work. So I'm I'm very lucky, but I I would be lying if I said it wasn't slightly by design um, that it's like they're ready they're they're bought in from the moment they're in so for me it's all about delivering so i have that pressure on me that i like of like i'm gonna make a really awesome session and um you know i think in terms of the whole talking thing too sometimes it's like cathartic i think for some people i think you have to realize who you're dealing with like i had one client who like if i didn't let him like kind of talk himself out like the first 10 minutes he came in the door like we would have the most interrupted, awkward session. Um, and this is even with my own business. And I love the guys. We, we don't train together anymore because he's since moved on, but we still keep in touch. Um, but I let him come in the door and I would just let him rant and rave about whatever he wanted for 10 minutes. And, you know, we just kind of pace the jujitsu mats, whatever. And, uh, and I'd be like, all right, let's get to it. You know, like when I could tell he was at the end. And it's it was like almost... Uh, it was part of the session. It was as important to the physical as it was. Absolutely. 100%. So you have to like know the person and some people don't like to talk to either, which I, I don't mind either. Um, and so you have to really kind of take time to, to do that, uh, figure out your, your client. And 
Charles Poligon always used to say something too, that re uh, relationships are built at the speed of trust. And I, like and I always, that's one of those things I always keep in mind that you don't try to force things too soon. Like don't try to be their friend too soon because you wouldn't be that friendly with someone you just met, like, like, like asking them certain questions or whatever. So like, don't try to be their buddy too much at first, like be the expert, keep, be the person they came to. And as they see things are going well, or if, if they are going well, which I mean mm -hmm. they are, uh, then you'll be friendly or you'll be like, oh yeah, so like, you know, tell me about your kids or something or, you know, th things like that, you know, um, that you, you have to earn their trust, I think. For sure. I think, uh, and that's my biggest advice with the whole um, talking, like the boundary crossing. And also remember too, like you, you mentioned therapists. I, I think people sometimes get too involved with that. And let, like I said, let that happen naturally and understand like your scope sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I've had to refer clients before that I've said, you know, I think, you, you know, and the way I always put it is like, you know how I helped you bring up that back squat or whatever and like how we were really good at making you mobile and, you know, fixing that ankle. Like there's people who could do that with your mental health too. And I do have people who I can give them direct numbers to. Like I, there's a, a sports psychologist that I've worked with before, um, not directly, oh, but awesome. I, yeah. I, I know him mm -hmm. and, and I refer him clients when I think, um, when I think that they would benefit from it. Um, and, or I just, you know, try to point people towards the right resources, that kind of thing. That, because awesome. it's, I think that stuff's helpful too. Um, but a lot of it to kind of bring it full circle is, it's what you put out in the world is what you get. So if you are marketing yourself properly and, and uh, you know, being, uh, I don't even want to say being any type of way, just, market yourself the way you want to be um, seen and you'll probably get that back. You usually do, I find, you know. Um, I think the last thing I would say before I like give you too much of an ear beating on, on the uh, subject no, is, is, is uh, there was also another thing too and I think this, this was really important and I learned that sort of marketing thing from Tim Ferriss who his books I don't always agree with. Like I've read some of his stuff and I know that sounds like heresy to a lot of internet entrepreneurs and stuff. But the one thing I really 100% agree with him on is, is that marketing point, is that if you take time to market long form thoughtfully and whatnot, you get that back. And that was actually something that when I set up shop inside Reset PT um, in 2015, that was like a, a, a guiding principle was like, market the way you know you want to be seen and and like keep on the long form because I went to school for journalism so I could write I could talk and awesome. do all these things and and that's what I wanted to really lean into when everyone that was when everyone was really leaning into YouTube and uh, and Instagram still wasn't that huge yet mm -hmm. you know I was on there and I liked it and I, I thought it was cool but I didn't like most people didn't see it going the way it went today um, and Facebook, obviously, people were investing a lot into, but I was like, you know, he, Tim Ferriss had that advice of like, go into long form, like if that's you, you know, if it's not you, don't do it, but right. figure out where you fit in and then do it. So that, where do you think like social media is going now? Or where do you think it's going to be like the next, like, like big thing that a lot, a lot of like business owners are kind of diving into more as far as content or I think, I don't know, actually, I think about that a lot. Um, I sometimes think about it, I don't want to say the other way, but in a different way. Like I'm big on ownership and owning you, owning yourself, owning your image, owning everything else. Like it makes no sense to me if you have an awesome Instagram, but no website, like that's like the number one thing. Like if like a young coach came to me and had like, like 20,000 followers, but no website, I wouldn't even, not even trying to be a dick. I'd say, yeah. go make a website and then let's talk like, and start writing more things on there, you know, and doing things there because those platforms are so they're shallow, like at any given time, something could happen. I mean, I doubt it now because they're right. so big, right. um, they're almost too big to fail, but like you, you should own your domain name, like have some web space somewhere. Like I, I think about, I usually think more about how I can leverage the things I own to either make money, put out good information, rather than the other way around. Right. So that's, that's where my mind's been at lately. Um, but that's the, uh, 
I think that's like the thousand or million dollar question, you know, for sure. in, in some ways. I hear Gary Vee uh, talk about like LinkedIn, that he just thinks that like 100% that that's going to be like the next, like the next thing that kind of just, it was, I mean, it's been around for a little while, yeah. but it was never like no one dove into it as much. And, and now that he, you know, he believes that that's going to be like the next that's going to be like the biggest thing for content creation and connecting with other professionals and, oh, and yeah. all those things. So I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah. You know, I've, it's funny cause I've been in the gym world like yourself for so long and people always were telling me like, keep, keep up with your LinkedIn. And I always try to, because of that advice, mm -hmm. um, I never really fully learned how to utilize it or kind of harness it. But I would agree with that because so many people find their jobs through LinkedIn. For sure. And if you can, if you have that kind of power that you can, like improve someone's livelihood through a, a social media platform and not someone who's trying to sell you like fit tea or something, right, right, you know, right. like somebody who's real or, or a product, like a legitimate product. But like, if you can find someone a job, I think that's powerful. So I, I would agree with that. I actually had a, a good friend of mine. Um, he's a really successful entrepreneur just in like, like, and he by his own um, admission, like non-sexy fields. Mm -hmm. uh, like that when we were in college together, that was his goal was to, this is when LinkedIn was a lot smaller, but he was to have a direct connection to everyone on the network. Like, so if, even if he wasn't like friends with any, everybody or whatever, it's just, yeah, he wanted kind of connection. Yeah. Cause he believed in that brokering power like that. Like in other words that like people could come to you in order to be introduced to X and that's mm -hmm. kind of how real life works anyway. Right. It's just, and that's on that like mind boggling internet scale. So he was kind of thinking that way, like when we were like 20 years old, you know? Um, and so yeah, LinkedIn's been around that long. Yeah, so it's, no, yeah, it has. Yeah. It has. It's been around a while. Yeah, so. and it's a publicly traded company too. So it's, if I'm not mistaken, it was like the first one. So yeah, it's it's got some steam for sure. Yeah, I could see that though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we'll see, man. Yeah. Any other questions? Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, I, I thought you brought up some really good points in our IG live, and I wish I would have been able to record it. But I, um, and I, because I'm really like trying to be as much of an advocate for like this younger generation of coaches that are coming up that are you know just graduated from college, mm -hmm. um, kind of getting into the the strength conditioning scene, and I feel like man, a lot of them are 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 pretty lost, and I, and it's hard for you know, people like ourselves, we didn't go through the same things that they're going through and they definitely didn't go through the same, you know, trial and, and error that we did as well. Yeah. Um, and you brought up some really good points about, you know, what are some, some strategies are, you know, to help, uh, or like just some tips for them, um, to kind of navigate their, their way through and, um, you know, whether it's finding a mentor or whatever the case may be, you brought up some really good points that I, I wish you would, would repeat on here for sure. Oh yeah. I, I think I can remember some of those, but I was going to say when, relating to what you were just saying about uh, like the younger generation, I think that in some ways they're the best equipped yet to be really successful because if you're listening and you're probably under, I don't know, 25 or so, mm -hmm. like you, I, I don't, I'm trying to think the best way to phrase it. The, like I said, they're the best educated. They can lean into the best information because you know, even six, seven, eight years ago, there was still a lot of like BS out there. Like right. there was great information. There always has been, right. but it just wasn't sort of championed and pushed forth like it is now. And so if you're graduating with a master's and you come from a good program and, and whatnot, like don't ever think that that's like going to instantly get you the job, but just understand that, okay, you've got some, you've got some knowledge and that's awesome. So now go get the practical experience, which I think the internship or the mentor thing, like, that's what we talked about, I believe, right. too. Mentors are huge. I, you know, I, I think that it's worth, it's worth uh, even paying them. And I think a lot of like good mentors now actually kind of ask for that yeah, um, to go do an apprenticeship or something. Mm -hmm. That's what I did. I mean, it was, um, it kind of, it happened like inadvertently with, with Steve when I worked with him. Uh, he was definitely, um, uh, like and still is a big mentor of mine in, in coaching and whatnot just because um, for like even now like it mentorships really evolve because they'll teach you everything you need to know in some ways about getting to where they got to and I don't mean that in an arrogant way I just mean like they'll they'll show you and if you're diligent enough or you know like take that information and think about it they you'll be able to figure out um, sort of like, okay, I could do this too with this many years, this experience, this and that. 
and then now you're on their shoulders. So now you can just keep standing on other people's shoulders. And that's like how most industries, in my opinion, work, that you sort of stand on the shoulder of giants and that you can sort of uh, learn from there how to go and, you know, like make it yours somehow, you know. Um, so that's, yeah, mentors are really important for that reason. For sure. Yeah, so you can see it. Um, and yes, yeah, so, but yeah, go get the experience and the, the, the practical experience somewhere, you know, go to a good internship uh, program. I mean, there's the classic really good ones. Like I know people speak really highly of like Cressy Sports Performance mm-hmm. and, and Exos. I think that was where you were too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was a little different in that I went like this individual route, but it was just, it fit because of the whole jujitsu and right. fight sports world stuff that it was just like, that was how I got fed and, and met Steve Maxwell basically. Um, and I know I owe a lot to him. And then the, like another big mentor of mine was, was Charles Poliquin and his was, and I didn't even know him that well. It was just that I had read his stuff for years as a, like when I was younger on T nation and when he wrote all over and I learned a lot just about strength training through him and just even about communication and how to like kind of command a room. And, um, the, uh, and then when I realized that. Um, I was coming across more and more like, higher level athletes or people who were trying to peek into that, like that they were like on the, on the fringe, like these weren't, these weren't people who had to be like lifetime amateurs. I was like, I really need to know how to work with these kinds of athletes. Sure. And, um, you know, and that's like what he was known for is like, he could take like top athletes in their sport and then put, even put them over the edge into that 1% and turned out like 28 or 26 I it's a very large number of gold medalists in the Olympics that's insane. so it's like I that's experience like you can't really learn that like in a book or anything else you have to, to kind of go see it and that was what I did as I went out to a seminar that he did it was like a one-time only thing that he was doing in Colorado Springs a few years back uh, it was a fundraiser for the U.S. judo and wrestling team and they had a bunch of athletes come in and um, like we would work out with them and like, you know, evaluated them, saw where they might have needed some help and then they would go away and then we'd sit and talk in a seminar like setting like, all right, what would you do with the program here for this person? And it was like, it was a lot of information, but it was a lot of great information and you got to see really great coaches because there was like world class coaches there taking a seminar from him. You That's know? awesome. So the room you were in was, yeah, that was insane, which leads me to another point never be afraid to like like outkick your coverage like go and be around like it's like something i learned from strength sports if you want to be strong go work out at a gym where everyone's strong as hell like because your baseline will just be will just raise just by being around people who are really pushing it and the same applies for like jujitsu and all these other things as well um but i think it applies to to business as well as no doubt some people i think will outkick their coverage and it's like just make sure you're not doing it out of ego do it do it because like you really are trying to step up you know because if you do have to step up you usually will or if if you don't i mean there's consequences but um i've always responded to that like like a really good challenge if things are too easy i i i know myself I'll, i'll coast a little bit so i like to I like to always build in challenges to keep me keep me sharp. Basically, sure. I think that's what's nice about kind of networking and doing what I'm doing is I'm able to to talk to other coaches and 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 meet them and kind of you know just just fill them out and get their experiences or whatnot, but also learn from them too. Like I like being around people like you know uh, Joshua Pavone, uh, Brett Bartholomew, um, Kurt Capel, all these people in, there in Atlanta that really just push me, man. Awesome. You know, yeah. just not without even knowing it, just talking to them and and having conversations with them, it just makes me like step up my own game um you know especially talking to brett like he is so i mean he's he's uh on a on a different level on on so many topics and so many things and i'm like man just talking to him like shoot like i need you know even though i don't want to compare my journey to his uh it does make me step up you know it yeah, does make me is. just just talking to him and he's not the type of person that like you know tries to question everything you do or whatever it's just like you know, you have to know why you're doing what you're doing. You got to be able to explain it, you know, to, to really anybody. So mm-hmm. being in, you know, Atlanta, you know, Gary Schofield, there, there's so many over there, man. That is just oh, like, yeah, man, I a, love being in that area. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love that area. So um, it's been a it's been a b- blessing for me to, to be around coaches like that and now connect with yourself and and anybody kind of anybody else who's who's wants to be a, a part of the, the journey, you know, yeah. so. 
definitely yeah no that's it's it is a great area i've never met brett but i've always i've always admired the stuff mm-hmm. he puts out there and and i anytime that he'll pop up with something i'll, I'll read what he has to say because there's certain people out there who are like it's like yeah i want to hear that guy's perspective mm-hmm. and he's definitely one of them who else you know? do you like i for me always when when charles was still alive mm-hmm. would, he'd go to the top um i really like i mentioned him earlier i really love uh Sebastian Oreb's queuing for like the original power lifts and okay. stuff like as a coach whenever he puts a post on Instagram or something I always watch it like he because he he was half Thor Bjorns or still is his coach the yeah uh, the mountain from Game of Thrones and the um the, well he was last year's world's strongest man my girlfriend and I both are big friends fans of strong man that's okay. like a sport I've loved like really? since I was a kid I just love watching it Interesting. yeah yeah and um and we go to the Arnold every year to watch the the strongman classic uh at, at at the Arnold, uh-huh. but I love, I love his the the how he teaches. I think he's a a great teacher. So I always anytime he posts a video of him teaching a squat, deadlift, bench press, or any variation, I watch it because his cues are so precise and it's like inside of three minutes. It's like I appreciate that level of precision. So I I really like watching his stuff. Um, oh man, there's always a, there's a few actually and. I, and of course, I'm terrible at being put yeah, on the spot. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Um, I like. I mean, definitely like you know the Gary Schofields. I mean, he's he's uh, kind of been a, a pioneer, especially when it comes to like the high school strength conditioning. Now that he's the mm-hmm. national high school strength conditioning, the d- one of the directors. Um, so he's he's led a lot of us that work with high school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as from like a business perspective, I really enjoy like uh, Thomas Plummer. I don't oh, know yeah. if you, yeah, I like I Thomas Plummer's yeah. stuff. I've gone to a few of his seminars and, and just by, you know, listening to, to his words, a lot of it I've implemented right away into, into what we've done. And it's been a huge help. Um, the other one I like is, uh, do you know Luca Hosovar? Yes. I yeah. Do. So his, his, I think it's his brother is good friends with one of my close friends who owns a bunch of gyms in Croatia. Nice. Yeah. 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 And so, I heard about him through him. Actually. Oh, he's great. Yeah. yeah. So I like his stuff. Um, I listen to, uh, you know, his podcast. He has like a new business podcast. That's really, really cool. Him and some other guy. I don't, I don't know the other guy's name, but uh, I went to their, the seminar that was held at his gym cool. last year with Joel Jameson and a few other people. And it was, awesome. it was, it was, yeah, it was an awesome experience. In so Seattle, right? yeah, in yeah. Seattle. Mm-hmm. So I was there. That was great. Awesome. Um, I mean, I, I'm just more, I'm really more like interested nowadays in like the, the business side and the, kind yeah. of just like the career longevity I mean there's so many good strength coaches out there like there really are I can name just a bunch of them but I'm really like interested in the people who are who are one helping other people stay in this industry for a long time and help impact like that next generation of coaches I'm more interested in that than like just like you know the the x's and o's um yeah, so i definitely. tend to spend my time my like money attention everything to people who are like trying to um you know to pioneer that and being able to you know turn this profession into like something that's respectable from from everyone else and because yeah, i think now you know uh we're just seen differently um yeah. we just are and i think it's our own fault really we're we're in our own way when it comes to a lot of things so I hope in the next, you know, 10 to 15 years, we're we're looked at like, yeah, that's there's there's standards, there's people, uh, you know, making it making it a career, making it a living, mm-hmm. um, being able to create, you know, wealth and, and stuff for their families and their, you know, take care of their their people uh, around them, and that's kind of like the direction I'm trying to, yeah, like, try to go. So. No, definitely, all those people you listed, I think, are are great for that because they're. Like you said, they're definitely trying to move the field forward in a very organic way that you could tell they're passionate about. That it's not, it's there is a selflessness to it, which right. is cool. Right. Yeah, I, I, and I appreciate that. And I think my my flip side of people I follow too, because I think my brain sort of works like theirs does too. I'm constantly thinking and you know mm-hmm. all these things. But that, as you were saying, that it sort of jarred my memory. Other people I always keep an eye on that there's this other aspect of people who I just consider just razor sharp at what they do. And I appreciate that level of precision. Um, and I think, um, that there's a few people I follow like that. Um, a friend of mine, Matt Wenning, he's a power lifter. He lifted at Westside for a long time okay. and then, you know, set a bunch of world records and, but he's, uh, since gone on to like have his own equipment line and, uh, like makes a bunch of, uh, gear machines belt squad is his most famous okay um he's uh and he's a brilliant guy too like really really smart was a, a masters of something or other from right, right. uh i don't want to get it wrong i think it was ball state but okay. um 
he's a wealth of knowledge. And then he was a big, he's been a big part of the changeover in the military for their PT standards and for nice. strength and conditioning for tactical populations. Nice. He's, a, he's a big part of that. Um, and he's in Columbus and his gym's awesome. And Teddy and all the guys that work there are great. So that's impact. And that's his yeah, definitely. And I, I really like him and I, cause he thinks about longevity too. Mm -hmm. So, and he's really about that. And that was something I learned from Steve is that like Steve being a guy that's like quite closer to 70 than he is 60, mm -hmm. uh, you know, who's still on the mats and still kicking a lot of people's asses and that's still in great cool. shape. Like I, I listen to him cause he always says like, you know, certain things are great, but you know, they're not going to probably help you when they're my, you're my age, or maybe they will, but you know, they're they're Just remember everything comes with a cost. And so I always remember that. So when people talk about longevity, I always, I always listen. Like if they, if they seem remotely con, uh, concerned with it, I'm like, oh, I want to hear what he has to say or she or whatever. Um, I, I like, um, I like Stan efforting because I, I think he's, um, he's like one of those like razor sharp people. He's, kind of constantly trying to cut the fat um and i like his diet too i think it's like very sound it's very helpful the vertical diet um because it's not it's not based on like bullshit it's right. it's like yeah i combine that with rp and I'll like have had great up. success with it um it's uh i like that i like two people who are performers at high levels and many things that they do because you know stan was a, like a earned his ifbb pro bodybuilding card like at in his 40s and then he was like i want to be a power lifter and he went and became a power lifter and set world records you know at his weight class and the federations he was in and now he's like i want to be a great coach and he's coaches a bunch of strong men in their nutrition he's worked with george lockhart a bunch to learn right. even more about nutrition and weight cuts and whatnot and like he's a student and he's yeah. still inventing and so he's you know he has a bunch of products that even some that he's put on um what's that show the mark cuban one um Shark, Shark Tank, Tank. yeah. Oh, nice. He's been on Shark Tank. Like, Man, I love, okay. I, lo I, I love watching what he has to do. And you know, another guy. I, I admire people who are still enthusiastic, like later into their careers in the industry. So I tend to gravitate that way towards people. See, that's awesome. Um, and so I like, I like a lot of the stuff he does. And Matt and him are both. I've never met Stan, but I know they're both. They're, they're good friends. They put out content together. Um, there was one more I was going to mention people I watch a lot and then actually a local guy in your area who I mentioned before Jance Footed and Five Rings Barbell his Instagram super simple but like the stuff he put I just always love seeing what he's doing because um, he kind of you know in an even more pure sense had that great like kind of education from uh, Charles Poliquin and I just I just love the way Poliquin programmed and and like just on a coach's level like not for anything else not for business not for anything just I just love programming the Poliquin way. I just thought it was fun and interesting. That's like the most fun I have working out is when I like go to back to that Poliquin principles book and pull ideas from there. Like just pure joy of training and, and good results too. Right, like right. the guy knew how to get results. Jance has like, has that in him. And I love that. And, and so it's like everything he does, I'm like, I want to do that. Or I want to, I want to try that or, right. you know, and, and I think he kind of lives on through him in that way. So I love watching what he does too and, and it was cool to meet him recently and go down to his gym and everything too power of the internet okay. <laughs> again yeah, yeah for sure I yeah mean, next time you're in atlanta you gotta visit me for sure yeah definitely definitely sure. well i won't keep you too much longer this yeah, uh yeah no this good. yeah definitely that flew by man yeah definitely how long we're on but that yeah. flew by. so if people i mean they probably could figure out from either my intro or what you're saying mm -hmm. early on but how do, how do they find you if yeah, want, so I mean, you can find there. me on on social media for sure. Uh, Instagram is just Coach Jared Saavedra, um, Facebook Jared Saavedra, and then our our uh, website is www.athleteready.com. Um, then our global one is athleteReadyGlobal.com. So, pretty awesome. pretty simple. Great. Well, yeah, check them out, and you can hit up thesalvotraining.com for all the info related to this. And if you're in New York and you want to come by, or thanks for having anything, me, man. Anytime. Yeah, definitely. Great. Yeah. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. All right.